new season of the good the bad and the dad i am your host dana mccormick here as always with the the great thankfully not the late larry robinson hello i mean what do you mean late what are you talking about <laughs> thankfully not the late we're up a little late ish for fathers i think it's getting close to especially since we got to work tomorrow you know it's a work night um and and we're back we're back with uh nothing like down in three cans of beer the night before we have to go <laughs> that's right it's, it's not the beginning of a weekend it's the end of a weekend and we are committed to this this revival we do it all in reverse we do friday on sunday <laughs> <laughs> so friday we we do our recordings mostly on sunday evenings uh so we're drinking a lot of beer right before bed right before work um so yeah so uh larry kick us off uh we got not five but six beers tonight three a piece and tell us about what you got oh let me crack the case real quick it's asmr for people (laughs) you're the zipper (laughs) uh the first one i got is a local one from yellow hammer it's a mike shake okay uh it says shake style pilsner never had it before i heard it was good cool and one from uh a recommendation i get picked up called tiny s's uh from I wish, prairie I wish, artisan I, ales i gotta say something real quick uh, like larry was showing me the cans like well while, while we were getting on and that was a wonderful can that was like a beautifully designed yeah can. it's a microscope with the you know the little s's you just draw in high school you know i don't know what the s's were supposed to stand it kinda for looked like then, an eight but... and an s merged yeah so i got that and this now this one i'm looking forward to kind of drinking because it actually has skittles in it like little bits of skittles <laughs> are floating in it and I tasted it when I was at a uh, Hop City, and it was one when I tried. It, I was like, I hate it, and I like it. It's like I, I feel like I should hate this beer, but I like it for some reason. You know, it's just a, it's that person. Like I don't, I don't know why I don't like you, but I don't know. I can put up with you, you know. <laughs> we'll see where and, it falls. We'll see where it falls. And last so, but not least, last one I have is called King Sue from a uh, Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. Uh, I, I told Larry as we were getting ready to sign on tonight uh, that my three beers have a common theme. So I challenged him uh, to, to think and to guess about what that might be. Uh, he, he took a good guess. And we'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him to it on the record at the end of introducing them. But you at home can do the same. Uh, figure out what the common thread might be. The first thing I have is one called uh, Merchant's Keep IPA, India Pale Ale. I have a lager uh, called Breckenbach and an amber elk from Independence Harbor. So uh, for the record, uh, Larry Robinson, uh, what do you think this is all about? What's the connection? They're from the same brewery. <laughs> you know, that's, that's something I can't speak to. I don't think that's true. Uh, let, me, let me make sure, though. They might be. They might be. One of them... Were they all places in in Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. Two of, <laughs> two of them were brewed by the same company. One was not. I have um, the slightest idea. I I, uh, I I was not able to go to Hop City this last time around, so I jumped onto what was available to me. So I was at our local Aldi, and Aldi has the weirdest brands of everything. 
a lot of them I think are just like kind of like their great value that they put a different name on top of. This includes like their beer and wine. So these are a variety of Aldi beers. Hmm. Uh, we'll see how that holds up. They are. I not- mean, they're supposed to like a. They're like the sister company of Trader Joe's. Correct. Correct. But like the kind of older discount like, chain smoking <laughs> sister of Trader Joe's. The I love Aldi. store, the depot, oh. <laughs> the Trader Joe's depot. <laughs> That's right, Trader Joe's depot. So I got it from the beer depot section and maybe they're good. We'll see. Um, but I think you should, you should start. You got the creme de la creme selection tonight. Man, what do I start? Okay, I'm gonna go with the big king. I'm gonna go with the king suit first. It's the yeah. it's a pretty tall king. Mm. <laughs> That's a strong smell guys, right there. You guys cannot see Larry, but he's smelled the beer before he takes it. Mm. This game highly re- recommended from the the uh, beer sommeliers at Hop City, right? Yeah, one of them anyway. Mm. it's not tickling my fancy you know how like it's not uh, grabbing me by my snarklies or at all like like how musicians are sometimes into some like weird musician and like all musicians seem to like that one but people who just like music don't like that guy yeah is this the kind of beer that's like that like people are into beer like this beer it's kind of like i get it if i didn't have anything else it'd be fine but it's not at the top of my list can you describe it what's it taste like uh King Sue from Toppling Goliath. It's, I'm going to use a, a word that the youth use now. It's mid. Mm. It's mid. It's just very middle of the road. It's not It's not great. It's not horrible. It's just meh. It's, it's beer. Mm. So, so It's not King raspberry. Sue. <laughs> King Sue is not living up to her name. Uh, we've got two middle of the road positions. At least not right now. I mean, I still got two more to go. It could still be. <laughs> <laughs> should well, if it's if it's mid, I don't even feel like we should start at number one. Uh, would you put yeah, it a three or four? Yeah, definitely a three. Probably a four. Four. Ooh, it's a low mid. It's, it's like I said. It's just not. It's not that thing for me right now. I wouldn't want a second one. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't want round two of that. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Which one am I going to try? I'm going to try Independence Harbor Amber Ale. Thank you, Aldi. This, um, this one says on the bottle an ale with honey added. Forget the tea and drink the ale. It looks like uh, on the label at the Boston Tea Party. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of pleasant. I get a little bit of that honey. Um, that you know, that's I know I'm, I'm sniffing about the whole thing with Aldi, but that's nothing to sniff at. It's pretty good. I could drink that. Um, I mean, it's not like I, I wouldn't give it mid. I give it high mid. How about that? If King, so that's number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Independence Harbor is just fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, if you want to put aside your your British tea and drink some ale, consider going to Aldi Aldi for your your Independence Harbor. I've been considering switching it up a bit. I saw some ciders and stuff I wanted to try. They had some mead. <laughs> I, we should do like an all like bottled 
non-beer selection, you know. Does that count on whiskey and bourbons too? (laughs) 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 What kind of bottles are we picking up? Um, All right. So uh, what's up? next for you larry uh i'm, I'm gonna save my skittle skittle one for last i'm kind of looking forward to it so i'm gonna do this mic check mm-hmm. it's pills i wish i could try that tiny s's mm. smelling it going in i like this one i get this is good too it's a uh, it kind of reminds you that uh that wit last time like it's not number one, but it's like a good, enjoyable summertime, just relaxing beer. Nice from Yellow Hammer. Uh, that's a, a local Huntsville brewery. Um, they make a lot of fine products. Check that one out. And, and if you're looking for it, it is Mike Czech, Czech like the country, the Czech Republic or former Czechoslovakia. You can check it out <laughs> if you want it. Bad um, joke. <laughs> says the good, the bad, and the dad. So (laughs) I'm going to keep it fresh. Um, My next one, I think um, I'm going to go ahead and try this Breckenbach, which I like to say. Breckenbach. Lager. On the front of it, there is a ram. Kind of looks like something to be on a truck or on like men's antiperspirant. Let's know how manly it is. It's very manly. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we, went, um, we went below me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, a, number, it's a number five. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, one, one thing that you've said a lot, Larry, is um, if there was nothing else around, I drink that. It's not offensive. I, it's not It's not like something that I would just like spew on a wall if somebody handed it to me, but I would never buy that again purposefully. Um. So yeah, Breckenbach, a nice, uh, you know, manly uh, labeled lager uh, is going to be number five for now. It's like my King Sue. It has a T-Rex on the front of it. <laughs> oh, yours, is, yours is killing it by comparison. I love that. <laughs> so it looks you know, like a, some of this stuff, you know, it could also depend on the time you're drinking. Like we're pretty much typically at the time we wind down for the day. Yeah. Uh, have we probably tried some of this stuff like earlier, like, if we were grilling or something, or we're gonna, we we're gonna do day drinking like next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try it earlier. We probably enjoy some of these a little bit better, but maybe. Yeah, like I said, the King Sue is hitting. It's getting kind of hard, you know. First thing, so yeah. Well, you have left uh, the 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 top of the heap. The tiny s tiny s's, and I got to spell this for our listeners: e s s e s s's. If you look for this, a skittle-based beer product. Can't lead us around next to the kids' drinks. Oh, yeah, it will, might be confused for one. Oh man, you get like a little sour kick of the Skittles too. Awesome. Oh, this is a fun beer. I'm sorry, this is number one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any doubt. I don't think there was any doubt all along. I'm writing it in to the list that we keep meticulously every week. Uh, Tiny mm. S is number one. Man, if I go back, I got to get you one of these. This is good. <laughs> Next time we will I go to put my blush going on right now. <laughs> we'll go t- together and we'll just do a second Tiny S's. Uh, might be a good thing to like bring back beers that we really love and see if they hold up against a whole new set of beers. Um, this last one is a Merchant's Keep IPA. 
Um, <laughs> I love that its label also has a strong uh, kind of like, I would say like a like a Robert Louis Stevenson or like a Revolutionary War sort of thing going on. It looks like it's a very nautical. Um, there's a there's a guy on the uh, the side, a, a captain with a pipe, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Bilge water. Um, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> qualifies i guess as a as an india pale ale it was a <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the breckenbach i will say um not as good as the, the independence harbor this amber ale that i first tried a genuinely good beer um merchants keep this last one i'm tasting this ipa um it feels like it's the ghost of an ipa like it's an IPA that died and, and there's a residue of it left, you know, kind of stained on this world. But it's not. It's like they rinsed out the beer bay and poured yeah. it into a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think that that would have a lot more flavor if you were like scraping the bottom. This has too little IPA flavor. Oh, so they skimmed the top into that. They... <laughs> yes, that's closer. That's closer. So I'm going to say um, I've put Breckenbach at the bottom of my list. Uh, do you think King Sue? It's at the worst. bottom of my list. <laughs> okay. You said it was kind of low mid, so we put yeah. it at four. I mean, I guess if you want to bump it up to three. I, I like I like what I'm putting together here. H- hear me out. So I've got tiny S's, number one, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's our gold medalist. Maybe is that an all-time best that we've had so far? Um I'm sorry, I'm, I'm licking the can because it's got those steals <laughs> on it. I, I have not seen you lick any other cans, so that, that might that might be an answer in itself. It's just not, it is like really different compared yeah. to everything I've had: IPAs, Belgium, Chappelle, all that good stuff that I love. It's just different. Let me ask you this: So last time around, you uh, bought for yourself and for me one of your favorites, a Saint Bernardus Wit, mm-hmm. and we both agreed that that was top of the heap. How does this compare against that? It's such a niche product, though. Yeah. Like, I would, I enjoy I Don't even know. I like this beer. It is good. Don't know if I would want a six-pack, per se. Uh-huh. Would you drink I'll a take a, pack I'll take a full pack of the wit, because I thought okay. I could drink it at any time. Okay. You know, I say breakfast. <laughs> but like <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, or brunch, <laughs> lunch, dinner, or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. I thought I could drink wit any time. This... I like it right now. It is very good. I'm enjoying so, it. So this beer. is a great novelty beer. Right. But it's not a great everyday beer. No, I wouldn't want it every day. Honestly, okay. I would not. Okay. But it's still top of our list today. Right. Today it is. Compared to what I have. But yeah, I would not want this every day. Like I wouldn't want to drink this when they have a second one right behind it. Since we got something called a... Uh, I guess it's, I want to say it's like a palate cleanser, but considering the other two I had, it's so different that it kind of like makes me forget the other two. Like, I don't know what the other two taste like anymore. (laughs) Completely forgot. Well, and I I told you when you, so Larry and I saw each other briefly yesterday um, and uh, he told me about this beer that was coming, this tiny S's and, uh, and the Skittles that are floating in it. And I said, well, hey, the last time around, I bought you one I really liked, the Druid City Neon Moon. Weiss beer that has a raspberry flavor, and you were like, eh, "This is not even like a beer. It's got like a 
you told me it wasn't. I said, hey, you're drinking something with Skittles, man. (laughs) But this one, this one is the one that has a fruit flavor and you still like it. Well, a candy flavor. (laughs) Candy candy fruit flavor. I'm I'm tasting the rainbow in this beer. (laughs) It's got a great can design, too. Uh, it's it's a good looking can. So Tiny S is number one. Mic check from Yellowhammer. We've got at number two. Are you tasting it again to remind yourself after the what the tiny? Yes. No, like I said, it's a fun beer. I'm enjoying. Like I don't want to finish it. Like I'd rather drink the other two now and get them out the way and then uh-huh. finish off with the Tiny S's. <laughs> it's a Let finishing me. beer. It's a dessert beer. There you go. It's a dessert beer. I'm only going to finish Independence Harbor. I don't know if I'm going to finish these other two. But uh, I'll probably do this in the mic shake, but that tall boy, God, I just hate wasting money, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Well, and, and we'll have to to kind of weigh the advice of the folks at Hop City because they uh they led you astray with that one. I don't know. The same person recommended the tiny S's in the uh oh. in the King Sue. So you know top and bottom of your list. Bad, bad 50 <laughs> so tiny S is first, Mike check second. Uh, number three, we've got my best beer from Aldi so far, uh, an Independence Harbor Am- Amber Ale, the touch of honey. It is not a bad beer. And uh, and I'll tell you, you could probably get a six pack of these for a, a one pack <laughs> of most of the other beers that we've been having. Uh, number four, the tall boy King Sue, uh, which which was highly heralded, but is not living up to the hype. Uh, number five, um, the ghost of an IPA called Merchant's Keep. And bottom of the list, this this thing that looks like a men's deodorant, Breckenbach. Uh, definitely the last one. So if you hear us referencing throughout the rest of the episode, Tiny S's to Breckenbach, you know that's our rating system. Uh, I need some around. Tiny S's moments right now. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, I know we, we talked about the media we've consumed this last week and we can talk about um is there any tiny s's moment that you've experienced in listening to music reading a book watching a show uh, a, f- a friend of mine put me on to uh this youtube channel called um all deaf and where they taste like uh it's called they have a uh a series called great taste where they it's like usually five or six people they pick their favorite i guess people who make whatever product like it'd be italian food chicken wings whatever uh-huh. And each person would defend their their selection or whatever, but they're basically roasting each other the entire time while they're trying to defend their product or whatever. Okay. And like just talking about it, it's not fun, but until you see it in, in what's everything. an example? Like what's what's one of the showdowns they've had? <laughs> well, one of them, uh, this guy named Tahir, he's a he's a bigger dude. And uh got told him he was shaped like a barrel. He's like uh he's like Donkey Kong used to throw to here's at Mario. <laughs> <laughs> just, just little stuff like that. And they, then they were they're, like, they're I guess pretty they good were, at, at taking cracks at each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh I guess they were dressed up for Halloween one time and he had like an afro and a scarf on the same dude to here, the big guy, and they just ca- start calling him uh Lenny Lenny Snackets. <laughs> and uh what was it? Uh Jimmy Thicket, something like that. <laughs> they just, I don't know. They just, they just constantly on each other the entire time. And then some of the products, she was like, oh, well, you know, and some of the products like you had. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, I would, you know, that would be good or whatever. And then some stuff is like, man, is that like only region specific? What is that? Where did you get that from? <laughs> so. Well, that's that's a good one. And and what I, I'm going to suggest, uh, you know, we got a backlog right now. If you're uh, consuming 
this new season of The Good, The Bad, and The Dad. You are doing it a little delayed. Uh, we've got a backlog of three episodes now, so I'm going to go ahead and commit retroactively, <laughs> retroactively to the entire season that we're going to put into like the show notes, if you're watching, uh, links to this stuff. So uh, so this, this say the name again, Larry, what's this? Oh, I'll send you their thing right now. Well, but, we, can, uh, we can do that after. What's the? Oh, okay. It's um all deaf. A L L D E F. D E F. All deaf. And uh, they're they're kind of the segments are called great taste. Great taste. So right. We'll, we'll they're just comedians, basically. You know. <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm very tempted since you you, you talked about their uh, enjoyment of Halloween to talk about Halloween, but I might I push that a little bit down in the show. Uh, I. It's definitely a Tiny S's. Uh, series for me i don't know if in the new season it's got to a tiny s's like high point yet but what we do in the shadows um the mockumentary style uh comedy on fx about a coven of vampires in staten island is back i think this is its fourth season um i've been committed enough in my love and appreciation of the show for me and my wife ashley to dress up as the married couple on the show laszlo and nadja <laughs> For Halloween, uh, we've actually uh, been wrestling with what we want to be for Halloween again, and we love this show so much that we've been thinking about taking other characters from it, but really, we've already taken the best. Uh, Nadja and Laszlo are the best, um, but it's it's definitely a Tiny S's show. I think this this season's not bad. It's probably kind of a an, indep- an Independence Harbor kind of season right now, but as a whole, uh, and, and especially in its individual characters. Uh, you, it's it's a it's got little skittles floating in it. It's it's a wonderful. <laughs> That's a way to describe. So it's got little skittles floating in it. It's wonderful. Um, I mean, I haven't met anyone that hates skittles though. So, you know, I, I read an article recently about how skittles are going to be fined. I think by the state of California because they have not yet taken out like an additive which keeps that bright color flavor like on the shell. And I think that there's some vague association with whatever this additive is and some kind of like long-term health problem. Uh, but I think that they, they kind of promised that they were going to do it by a certain date and they just let the date roll by and hope that California wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything has a California warning on it. You can't buy a product to <laughs> date without a California warning on it. I don't care if you go buy lettuce. It's probably got a California sticker on it somewhere. I know. I feel like California is like a well-meaning but like really busybody, like um, like grandmother or like great aunt with a magnifying lens. And she's it's the like, Karen oh, of the United it. States. <laughs> <laughs> she's checking it out. She's going to make it sure it's all okay. It's all above board. Um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, what we do in the shadows. Um, anything? Oh, you, you had said you'd wished you had seen Gray Man this week. Uh, yeah i saw it had released and i wanted to check it out because i mean the little trailer looks good action wise of the man i don't know from the 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 russo brothers right the avengers is it them oh well it does have what's his face in it captain america so it probably is him i believe he still needs work (laughs) yep um most of what i've been consuming talking about the all deaf and their their uh their taste stuff i've been watching a ton of youtube recently but mostly it's not self-directed uh, and this is probably the most, the dadliest thing that I will have said so far, but I'm constantly watching my children's YouTube and my wife's YouTube, which is a jarring mix of YouTube. Um, the, the kids are constantly watching uh, streamers 
and mm-hmm. kind of like pranksters, you know, like these like 20 somethings who are, you know, uh, like in some doing sort prank, of... are they doing the pranks that could possibly get them like intro? No, no. I mean, okay. these, I don't even want to give these people like clicks. This is not going on the show notes. I'm saying no names. These people have got millions of subscribers already. So there's no reason that our tiny podcast is going to give them any more traffic. But like they are uh, like old enough guys. These are like probably 25 to 30 year old men who are like renting out warehouses and, and outfitting them to look like uh, scenes from Minecraft or Willy Wonka or something. And then, you know, like they're destroying them on a timer while they like do hide and seek games with their friends. I mean, it's just, just nonsense stuff. And it's all fast cut. It's too fast cut. It's like, you know, if if you were probably over the age of 65, it would probably induce some sort of like epileptic seizure. Um, But it's, it's, it's mesmerizing for my children. And Ashley is on the opposite end of the spectrum. My, my lovely wife, she is watching, um, uh, these beautiful shows about like flower farming uh, in various parts across the United States and Canada. Guess what you're getting ready to do. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her gardening. Uh, so it's like, it's the quick cut crazy kids shows. And then it's a bunch of like really chilled out, quiet, contemplative, like flower and bee things. And your, like, your wife's YouTube channel, depending on how recent everything is, that is just like the gateway to like things that she is interested in. <laughs> Am I going to have to build or help make something? Or is this something <laughs> I need to purchase for a gift? <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is too much truth in that. Um, so yeah, I've consumed a lot of YouTube, but not self-directed. So I would give that entire experience. I'd give the experience of, of watching my children's YouTube a bottom of the barrel Breckenbach. And I'm going to take a sip as I talk about that. It is a nasty slew of grossness. Um, but I would give a number two mic check to watching most of what uh, my wife watches. It's not what I would choose, but it's lovely. Yeah, I would definitely give my kids YouTube at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> what what have your girls been getting into? What are they watching on YouTube? My youngest one, she will watch clips of shows that she streams. And it's just like, I just saw you watching that episode, but you're watching clips of that episode now on YouTube. <laughs> and I don't get it. And then the oldest one, she'll watch stuff from like, you know, streamers, you know, playing certain video games. Sometimes it's a if it's an artist she likes, sometimes she'll look up their music on YouTube, see if there's any videos or something like that. But usually hers is just like games, like streamers playing video games and stuff, walkthroughs and whatnot. You know, that, that if I understood you correctly, you said at least one of your girls watching streamers and then after watching streamers, then watching clips of a streamed show. Is that right? No, that no. Uh, Waverly, she will watch, like, say she'll watch Big City Greens, whatever cartoon, something like that. Okay, okay. You would like watch that on uh Disney Plus and then, and then go to yeah, then go to YouTube for clips. <laughs> is she is it like commentary over the show? No, it's just like clips. just like clips of, ep- of random episodes and stuff like okay. that. Or like say it's like clips of all the ca- this one character sometimes she'll just watch that. I'm like and at the same time, so she might even have a TV show going at the same time that she's watching the clips. Well, at least it's, it's like, like high quality why, content. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like somebody somebody spent some time and money to make the show that she's watching in pieces and and full. Um, I, I I sometimes think that the things my kids are watching could not be made any more cheaply. 
Like they're they're no, trying. they used to. Well, they might still. I just sometimes I just walk out of their stuff, but they used to watch stuff like you were talking about the YouTubers who was set up. Yeah, like they these YouTubers would get like these uh big mansions or something like that, and pretty much almost destroy them because they're yeah. setting up for some kind of gimmick or whatever, like the hide and seek thing where they built like they'll build out rooms of Legos and like hide in them and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. yeah. I, yeah. Every time I just, watch it, oh, they'll do the whole, the floors lava throughout the entire house and they're like jumping here and there. I, I think it's an extension of like what the unboxing videos kind of tapped into, mm-hmm. which is that I think kids, like all people, can kind of enter in through like the the visual experience into some sort of like shared, like, pleasure of like hey if i was opening this i'd feel this way so if i guess they they kind of want to they wish that they could be the one who had the mansion that was playing yeah you know, playing well, the floor now one time they tried to get me to do something they saw on youtube where the dad want to do a um you can't say no day <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> i failed sorry we're not doing that uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta tell them they have have to have at least ten thousand subscribers before you do that. You have at least a million subscribers and money rolling in from YouTube. I'm sorry, <laughs> for me to be like, not say no, we just buying stuff and doing randomness. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's, I, I I had a, a mo- like when I was mistaking what you were saying, kind of mixing up what both the girls were doing, and thinking that they were watching a streamer and then watching clips of the streamer. I actually think that you could have a real meta thing where somebody could have like a new game which they play and they, they talk over with a commentary. And then you could have somebody who is a fan of that show who's talking over the person playing the game. And then you could have one more layer of the person who's the fan of the fan. There's <laughs> a uh, more and more remote to the actual actually lived like experience. A, like a little video of, that of um, another channel, whatever I follow called the dad on I followed him on like Discord and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's this guy. He has a picture. He's like, I'm. He's like he's streaming himself, watching his son, watching a streamer. <laughs> <laughs> he's already there. Like, he yeah, already has this idea. <laughs> There's no. Then, he, had, then he turned it to his son. He's like, look. He's like, what is that? He's like, that's you watching yourself, watching me, watching. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. Okay, so for uh, recent stories uh, this week, um, we've got a kind of combined experience in that um, uh, this weekend, um, I, I had over some of the girls, I had uh, my daughter, uh, one of Larry's daughters, and a couple other girls uh, from our church community uh, to play uh, the first session in a short campaign of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the can't remember. Oh, one of the, the girls had expressed an interest. So I heard about it through uh, her dad. And so I think it's the, the kind of residue. It's the, the after effect of when Stranger Things comes out. Everybody's kind of vaguely interested in playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, so I, I, I got it all ready. I D20 got sales go up every time a new season comes out. <laughs> well, one of the girls wore a Stranger Things shirt. She was ready. Um, but it was it was a great time. Um it's, it's fun to see the way that people at different ages um, kind of take to the sort of the, the work of like maintaining, you know, a character and living out like a, a, a different life in front of people, uh, you know, um, that's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, uh, I think Larry's daughter, she was motivated to do what was good. 
and to like check things out and investigate things. And, and for that, like she got to experience things that the others did not. And uh, <laughs> there were some of them that it was interesting. They, they got into um, some real crazy stuff, like their own self-directed nonsense and, uh, and kind of missed out on some stuff, but enjoyed their own weird thing. Uh, they, they, they saved a captain who would have drowned. Uh, he had a broken leg and uh, they spent probably a good half hour uh, trying to figure a magical way uh, to build a cart and to create a horse out of water that would drag him around an island so that they didn't have to carry him. And they so while they were do they were doing their self-directed thing, uh, your daughter, Larry, was just like doing the stuff that was necessary. Like, <laughs> here's, here's somebody... a rope. <laughs> I have plenty of rope. <laughs> well, there's there was a there was a, a woman screaming like somewhere like stage left. And the rest of them were like, "Now we're building this water cart," and uh, and your daughter was like, "But what's that screaming about?" <laughs> so now uh, that sounds good, but my daughter would be the one in the horror movie who's like, you know, <laughs> what is that? Let's go find out. <laughs> well, she she did very well. She did very well. Um, that's it's just a lot of fun. I, I really have enjoyed. I I did that with uh, a group of girls yesterday. A couple of weeks before, I did it with a group of guys that were a little bit younger with some of my boys and some of the neighborhood kids um it's it's real interesting to see the way that kids play now what is that dynamic so like ver- girls versus boys and if you had them in separate campaigns mm-hmm. were the boys any more like just gung-ho is like go straight into it trying to find something to fight and kill or were they exploratory or what I think that the boys, and it might, I'm not sure if it's a difference, you know, between the sexes or if it's a difference in age, because both are a factor here. The boys group was younger. Girls group is is a little older. Um, There were some in the boys group that were very interested in making the others laugh. And so that was a big motivator, you know, like uh, one of the the boys um, had created a character. It's a tiny man in a giant metal egg suit, I guess, kind of like Dr. Robotnik. Mm. And uh, he called himself Humpty Dumpty. And, uh, and he had a, a, a special feature, like a custom ability allowed him to have, which allowed him just to shoot eggs. And so most of the game, he just shot eggs. And uh, <laughs> he, he did it, Leave it for, to boys. for comic effect, not, not for... Where did, where, I got to ask, where did the eggs launch from? Uh, he had like a like an egg launcher in his arm. He's like, oh, okay. Head. I didn't know he was going. Like, like <laughs> now, if he could have, if he could have, I'm pretty sure he would have done it from the backside. But that would have been, that would have been like merging the chicken and the egg, you know. So, um, no, it's fun. So, thank you for letting your girl uh, play with us yesterday. And uh, she's cool. already asked me when the next play date is, man. So next month, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get that question like for the next three weeks. <laughs> next month, um, I think Larry had the idea uh, last time that our last dad standing this week would be uh, television dads. So I'm gonna share my screen, Larry, and you can introduce. Oh, you know what? I do have one story for you, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just I just remembered it because it happened, you know, since we kind of like our schedule been kind of thrown off the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So my mother was up uh, the week of Fourth of July. OK. And she was going to take my my oldest one. You know, she's in, she was in the cast at the time. Mm-hmm. Even had like, you know, fractured her whatever the large leg bone. I'm not medical. <laughs> so, it's a blah, blah, blah. 
So anyway, she had fractured like she was in the cast. So she wants she's like, I'll just stay home in uh my mom and Waylu is gonna go to Five Below. Okay. So love Five Below. I called Eden just to check on her that day because I'm like, I knew my mom was gonna be leaving. She's like, Well, they didn't go. I was like, Okay. Mom hit the grandmama hit the fire hydrant, the one that's out in front of my house. Oh no. <laughs> like, how does she? How does she hit the fire hydrant? If you back straight out, you can't, you know, she was in the garage. I'm like, if you're backing straight out, you're not gonna hit it. So I'm like, what happened? I guess she turned her wheel or she had pulled in crooked and she was backing straight out and had an ankle, but it caught her rear for a bumper in the in the rear fender well. And apparently when she caught it, so she like pulled off of it, so it snatched his bumper off. Oh no, man. <laughs> the rear bumper. So uh I'm just like sitting on the other side of the phone, like, like now I gotta go home and do because she was gonna be leaving like the next day or something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, now I gotta deal with this when I get home. I'm not a mechanic, I'm not handy. I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, this is ripped. Cause you know most of the stuff is plastic. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this thing is ripped up. You know, it was kind of like hanging off. You could see where the bumper had cracked and everything. But yeah. I actually took apart the inside, you know, disconnected the rear uh, tail light on the passenger side, popped everything back in, and it stayed. You know, she's like, she drove it down the road fine and everything. But I was like, why do all of my stores have to revolve around a car? Like, I'm not a mechanic. There's a lot of, there's a lot of car repair. <laughs> what was the, the last one where the, the spare? Oh, my nephew, together? my nephew. And they put saran wrap and duct tape on her. That's what I was going to say. You should have put saran wrap and duct tape on her bumper. Now, um, I popped it all back on and everything. And I told her, like, you're going you're gonna to need a new bumper, you know, because you it, it did get ripped off. Like, it didn't just pop off. It got ripped off. So, yeah, yeah. but it's an, it's holding enough to where she can drive up and down the road with it. And it doesn't look like it's, like, you know, messed up too much. You got a little paint on it or whatever. But and, and one of the saddest things about that story is that you, you your family didn't get to go to five below. They went the next day. Okay. <laughs> that is a that's a wonderland oh, for children. Where is gonna get her trip, man? <laughs> five below is like if uh Dollar General gave like the slightest bit of care about its appearance. Like Dollar Tree rolled out of bed and and showed up. And five below is like if Dollar Tree Took a shower, put on some fresh clothes, and uh, and 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 put a, its best face on for the world. Um, but you can't go there and get toothpaste and stuff. I mean, you know. No, no. And beer. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, all of the ones I'm drinking today, if Five Below did sell beer, they would be there. These would be mm. Five Below beers. <laughs> Definitely, the Skittle beer would be in there because they sell so know. much candy in Five Below. <laughs> so much candy. I feel like Tiny S's would be at, at Target. Be like a little <laughs> part of Target somewhere, and not um, Walmart, but Target. <laughs> Target. Um, all right, so I'm gonna share my screen. Uh, you got some TV dads. Who's up? Oh man, we got some good ones. Uh, <laughs> do you want to just start off from the top? You know what? Let's well, do. We could just read them out, and then we can okay. take them and put them into uh, like their competitive pairings. All right, well, first off, we have Heathcliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Yep. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Archie Bunker, uh, All in the Family. Mm-hmm. James Evans from Good Times. Oops. Bernie Mac from The Bernie Mac Show. And George Blue from Arrested Development. I already have a favorite. I don't know if he's going to come out on top, 
but I know who I want to win. And uh, I'll just let the listener try to discern if you can hear my prejudice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ron Swanson, (laughs) not not a a dad, but a dad-like character. I think everyone else is a true like biological father in the context of their imaginative world um so who should we just go down the list and just go like one and two put them together uh however you want to do it all right so we've got heathcliff huxtable versus ron swanson who do you want to take off the veil oh (laughs) man i guess we should have picked the order I'd say I'd say Heathcliff is not, since I nominated him. I'll take him. Okay, I'll take Ron Swanson. Um, I'll let you go first. <laughs> all right. So so Ron, as we said on the show, and I've watched a lot of Parks and Rec. I did not watch all of the later seasons. So does to my knowledge, he never actually fathers a child, right? Is he not that I remember? No, he just he's, got married and had the two girls. He loves he loves uh, a lot of of dad pursuits. He loves meat. He's, 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 he, he dresses, behaves, speaks like, relates to people like a dad. And, and kind of like a lot of dads, um, the kind of gruff, curmudgeonly exterior of Ron Swanson, uh, it kind of like hides something beneath, which is a more caring uh, and tender heart, like a, a more uh, interested and self-sacrificing person. He's got a lot of, uh, of care for, for Leslie Nope, um, who you'd think that he would just hate. Uh, but he he really truly loves so so Ron is a as a caring guy, uh, a very fatherly figure. Um, it's not a bad one. So how does Heathcliff stand up, Doctor Huxtable? Uh, well, besides actually being the biological father of what <laughs> six or seven kids, what was the what they ended up totaling being? Because they had they added the oldest one later on in the season. But let's see. I think it was six, wasn't it? I'll I'll look it up as you as you defend Doctor. Anyway, uh, loving husband, father, and what else? I mean, he was a doctor, so he was a um, you know he took his oath to take care of people in general, besides okay. his family. <laughs> <laughs> Hippocratic oath is coming into this. <laughs> there you go. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, uh, but I mean, his uh, he was always teaching. He was you never really saw you saw him threaten to whip his children and everything. But he was a more of a teaching a lesson, talking to you know. He kind of thought he went outside. They went outside the box and teach their lesson sometimes. But there was that threat, you know. That if I don't know if you remember the pilot, do you remember I the don't pilot? The pilot, no. That's when Claire snapped and everything when she threatened to <laughs> whip his too. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch the pilot. I that's watched the Cosby he, show told, so much. That's when he child. told Theo that um, I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. You know, <laughs> and we've all probably have heard that before in our Is life. Is that the origin of that saying? Yeah, it could be, but that was like the pilot episode. That was the first episode. Was that when he called him like, like no wonder you get D's and everything. <laughs> So, when, he gave, when he gave him like that, heart, Theo gave him that heartfelt okay. speech as the, you know, it's hard living up to you being a doctor and mom being a lawyer and blah, 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 blah. He, he was like, here's, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Here's the thing. Like, I think it's hard to, to like you said, to, to pit uh, Cliff versus Ron. Uh, there's a lot of, and we have to, we have to kind of like excise out what we know about later revelations related to Bill Cosby's character. We're not talking about oh, no, yeah, we're talking about the character now. Come on, man. Talking about Cliff, right? The, 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 TV the, the dad, great TV television dad. dad. <laughs> but if you can 
successfully name all of the children. I'll just give this one to you outright. Sandra or Sandra, okay. however you want. Whoever says her name that time. Okay, so Cliff and Claire have got Sandra. Yep. Van- uh, Denise. Yep. Vanessa. Theo yep. and Rudy. That's it. Ron Swanson, goodbye. And that's five. <laughs> they got five kids. Keen ate his two uh, daughters from his uh, current or whatever. I think they stayed married the entire time. I never did watch that final season. You know, it's so like it's 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 a kind of um impressionistic sort of memory for me because i watched so much cosby like when it was new and i watched a different world you know like all that came on at the same time and and i I, so it's like i just remember it really loving those nights but i don't remember always specific it's the same way i remember the golden girls Mm. um all right so uh dr huxtable's on top run uh, for all of you, I goodness. really hated for Rondo because Ron had a lot of good points. Because even uh, what was her name? What was his assistant? Because he uh, kind of treated her like his daughter too. You know, he, he looked out for he looked out for her and uh, her husband. Yeah, I uh, want to call him Andy. Was it Andy? He wasn't Andy. It's uh, it's 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 uh, man. I, of course, while we're recording, we're gonna have this. <laughs> it's Audrey Platts or Plaza yeah. or whatever her name on the show is. What is it? She's known for April, 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 right? right. And uh, and Chris, Prey. Sorry, I can't remember his character's name. Yeah, now Jurassic World man, that dude. Yeah, <laughs> soon to be Mario's voice. But he like you know, kind of like looked after them and yeah. gave them advice and stuff. And now Ron is he's he's maybe what we should do is one day have a list of last ad standing of father figures. And I think Ron Swanson might be at the top of that list, but he is not a dad. He is a dad-like person. I say my other pluses for Heathcliff. I got more. I got more. So depending on who he come back around to, say those. So I I, I I hate to even bring these two into the same conversation because I don't. I feel like it's a foreordained thing. But we got Archie Bunker next, and James Evans, uh, both seventies <laughs> dads. We got all in the family. We got good times. Um, who do you want to take? James Evans. <laughs> oh man, you leave me Archie Bunker. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll go first. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Archie's a man who is full of uh, prejudgment and uh, low expectations and criticism and uh, disregard for a lot of the people nearest to him. Usually by the okay, end now of the episode, good qualities. by the end of the episode, uh, he starts to kind of sort of learn a lesson. Maybe it doesn't usually stick, but he kind of like jokingly, begrudgingly gives in to Meathead or to Edith or somebody, right? So he's like a um, live action Homer Simpson almost. Yeah, I think that's. I I would not doubt Homer Simpson is is largely based on Archie Bunker. They dress um, like. Yeah, so that's. I, I don't even really want to stand up for Archie Bunker, but yeah, <laughs> he's on the list. So James Evans. Out of all the uh, TV days, James Evans was the most relatable for me because okay. I did get whippings. I did get the belt, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter I, I, how big you got, you know. Yeah. So I was, I mean, the man was always at work, you know, he come home and that face he made, man, when he got angry, like, James, <laughs> I don't know, James Evans struck fear me because he always reminded me of my dad. <laughs> so... 
Anytime his kid stepped out of line, he, you know, he snatched their ass back in line. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he wasn't popping off and getting smarter, James. They were telling him when you weren't going to do nothing and walking off and slamming the door. The door is going to be coming down. He's so gonna James Evans is like, like corporal punishment. Yeah, if, if they said James Evans used to be in the military, I believe it because he just seems like that tight. You know, yeah, I can tight corners on your bed. You know, he going to walk. You clean your room up. He gone. This is what my dad used to do. He's driving me crazy. <laughs> he so was, are are you setting up for James Evans? I can't quite tell. <laughs> like I said, he was the most relatable dad to me out sure. of all of them. Like he flipped Hustable, Bernie oh. Mac, you know, all of them. James Evans was, was Evans was the most relatable dad on TV for me. Yeah. Period. Flat. Just I um you can say it was it was a fear or a respect thing with James Evans, but he, you know, he took care of his family, he did what he had to. I think that's the deciding factor right there. I'm just gonna let that be the deciding factor. Is that James Evans in his way commanded respect? Archie, so Bunker, Archie Bunker was not a reliable father. Did not. I like Homer Simpson after him. Archie Bunker did not command respect. Uh so we're gonna give it to James Evans. So we got Dr. Huxtable and James Evans. Um, the next two, um, we're finally getting to one of these as, as my favorite TV dad. I'm not going to tell you, audience. I thought it was Ron Swanson. Huh? We think it's not Ron Swanson. It's one of these next two. Bernie Mac or George Bluth. So Bernie Mac from the Bernie Mac show and George Bluth from Arrested Development. I'm just going to represent all the black dads. <laughs> You're going to take Bernie Mac? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take George Bluth. I, and I know Arrested Development, so I can do this one. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't watched Arrested Development, so. No. So you go for it. Um, Bernie Mac. Uh, well, technically, he falls in that. He's like Ron Swanson. He falls in that father figure range because, you know, TV series wise, he took in his uh, sister's kids. Yeah. So. But I mean, I mean he is he is fathering them. He's right. actively fathering them. Yeah. You know, he sent them to school, took them, you know, made their lunches, everything, yeah. medication, doctor visits, anything, extracurriculars. He was there. He did all that while still trying to, you know, do his uh, comedy stuff on the side and everything. Make sure his wife, Juana, was happy. Yep. Because I mean, she wanted kids, and I think they couldn't have kids or something like that at the time. Yeah. It was something I forget the total storyline with that. But I mean, yeah, he took in three children from the streets of Chicago that you know apparently hadn't seen him or in a long time or whatever. So he just like took them in to keep them from getting separated. Well, and like Ron Swanson, he shows some of the love that he has for the people that he has to engage with by like constant derision. <laughs> constant like you know what's wrong with you like <laughs> he's you know, like bernie mac is jumping straight in <laughs> with like middle-aged kids like yeah maybe like 12 these aren't just and little younger yeah he got little he got like toddlers on up you know <laughs> so and then he's taking them to adult like in the show he took i think the oldest one makes it to college i think or something like that but he you know he carried them like going through all these changes them becoming teenagers and everything yeah. hidden puberty all this stuff so he's like, you know, he's dealing with everything all at once. And these are not his kids. He doesn't, he didn't even have like the baby experience. Like, oh, you know, y'all remember me? I'm your uncle. You know, none of yeah. that. You know. No. So I'm going to just go right ahead and tell you with George Bluth, I, I, Arrest Development in its first two, maybe three seasons, maybe my favorite television program of all time. I love its characters. Uh, almost every single major character is, is in contention to be the best, including George Bluth. Um, who's just beautifully, you know, done. He's, he's hilarious. None of these characters, with the exception of um, Michael Bluth, the main character, have any redeeming qualities. I mean, that is, that is the premise of Arrested Development. 
people who have been surrounded by privilege and wealth for so long that they have been completely spoiled, like rotten. They, they don't even know how broken and, um, and skewed their, their view of life is. They've come on hard times. George Bluth, uh, the senior, uh, the, 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 the patriarch of the family, <clears throat> consistently shows um, how selfish he is, how he would throw his wife and his children, sometimes literally overboard, sometimes figuratively overboard for his own uh, survival or just to keep hold of something. Uh, he's a flanderer. Uh, he's lied to every one of his, 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 his uh, family members. Uh, he's mostly imprisoned throughout the show. So not a philanthropist. Um, <laughs> he, 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 he loses by default. He loses by default. He is a bad, bad father. But he's worth being on this list because he's an excellent character. Um, they learn from his life experiences. <laughs> so as it turns out, and I think that this is as it should be, uh, we've got all of, of our black dads still standing. All of our white dads are gone. I don't know. Ron, Ron Swanson, I think Ron Swanson gets a pass. I think Ron Swanson comes back for a father figure showdown. Um, but I think Bernie Mac, because he is, he took those kids up. They are his, you know, they're his kin and they're like, he's like an adoptive dad. I don't think it's the same situation at all. But, Did Ron Swanson ever mention his father? I've seen his mother, heard him talk about his mother. I don't he talks mostly about his mom. I don't so know. Like, did he learn everything from his mom? We're gonna we're gonna put this out <laughs> to the audience. Do the research. Get back to us. Did uh, Ron Swanson's father? Is Ron Swanson such a strong man due to his mom? <laughs> Swanson the senior. Um, no, but we, we we're gonna have like a, a battle royale here at the end. Uh, all three at once. <laughs> we got four uh, black dads up there. You know, from <laughs> you know, uh, the just, Walking Dead, Lee. Oh, was that's right. That's right. <laughs> the black dads are, are reigning <laughs> supreme throughout the series. Um, but we've got uh, Dr. Huxtable, we've got Heathcliff Huxtable, James Evans from uh, Good Times, and Bernie Mac, all remaining. Um, who Who's going to, how, how does this, I'm imagining that they're in like a coliseum, you know, like there's a chanting crowd. Uh, they're not really fighting to the death. They're just doing whatever their characters would do to uh, make I think if anybody got physical, it's going to be James Evans. Oh, for sure. But is that enough? Between James Evans and Bernie Mac, I can see them two being a physical. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's just say that that Dr. Huxtable is is too concerned with his 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 medical practice and his five children and Claire, and he exits the scene leaving uh, the two more intimidating characters, James Evans and Bernie Mac there. Uh, I'd like to think Bernie Mac has got such a wonderful control of language. He's got such a great motor mouth that no matter what kind of like military training James Evans is bringing at him, that Bernie Mac is just going to like fry him. He's going to roast him down to a little nub of nothing i just see jane <laughs> if it came out to i just see jane i mean I'm, just from, my, from what i've seen on good times it just i'm like i feel like james is first time Bernie Mac pop off small yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm revealing my hand right now bernie mac is my favorite dad on this list i i i every time they'd cut to bernie mac looking into camera doing the voiceovers on the <laughs> show i would just laugh and laugh my um but uh yeah, I mean, I guess this is going to be like uh, brains versus brawn thing. Do we think that James Evans 
potential corporal punishment. I think, you know what, Vernon Mack is kind of like that in between then. It was like he kind of wanted Heathcliff Huxtable for the, I don't know, I feel like Heathcliff was the comfort dad, you know, like talk you through stuff, Get you know, he might get a little stern at sometimes. Yes. James Evans was that, like, he ain't taking no crap from no from no kid, nobody, anything. And I'm gonna we, teach you how to. You're gonna respect me, and you're gonna demand respect at the same time from other people. Exactly. And Bernard Mac was just that kind of middle of the road person. He's like he got like both of those qualities, you know. And and we both agreed that he's kind of like Ron Swanson, and that he's a father figure, right? And he's hilarious. So um, Bernard Mac win, we typically technically got father figures winning out over. I'm saying <laughs> close family and adoptive father would be pretty much. But uh, yeah, because Ron is not fathering anybody. Ron is just like being a dadly presence around an office. Uh, Bernie Mac's got some kids, even if they're not his. Um, but can we can we give it to Bernie Mac? Can we just we call give it to Bernie Mac? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. Bernie Mac wins. <laughs> um. I wish that there was confetti that could fall on Bernie Mac. And I still, it's still to this day, it's hard for me to believe that he's really gone. I remember when that happened and there's still some times that I kind of forget. And I'm like, maybe he'll make another project. He's going to have some new standup or a new show or something. And I, I kind of hate that the Bernie Mac, I don't know if it got canceled or he necessarily started just started getting sick or whatever, but it was just like, when you rewatch, it's like, man, this show was just really, really great. You know? Yeah. It had it had a lot of it had a lot of gems in a lot of them. Oh man! Because it's like yeah. stuff like because it and it was kind of awkward. You know how Fox was. You know they put yeah. stuff on, and then they started changing up times and everything. And the next thing yep. you know, then it's gets like canceled. Yep. Next thing you know, it's coming on Tuesday at seven. It's like what? What's it's the Tuesday? <laughs> most famously, you know, uh, the 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 Joss Whedon show, which I think everyone uh, likes, who's not like a Buffy uh, fanatic, is is Firefly. Uh, you know, which which had no chance because in those days, same days, those those days on Fox, they um, I think they put it on some kind of primetime spot on an OK day. And when it was like on a Saturday or something like that, when oh, nobody really watches TV Friday or nights. something. Yeah. Friday nights. They, went, they left it to die. Um, pretty Mac, I think, got three or four seasons at least because uh, I remember it being in syndication. That's where I watched yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Any younger uh, listeners out there? Uh, check out uh, the Brady Mac show. Check out Arrest Development. Check out all these shows. Yeah, Cosby, I mean, Cosby, Grant, Bill Cosby, whatever. Forget all that. Well, I don't say forget all that like I'm dismissing. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as TV dad, TV show, Cosby show was great. It's, oh, man. It stands up. You wish, you wish that like your dad was like Dr. Huxley because he, you know, he's just. I couldn't imagine coming home and have my whole bedroom like just like bare. Yeah. And I'm having like buy back all my stuff from my parents, and they're like playing different characters and everything. That would, oh man, I have a trip. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was always loving and compassionate. I mean, they could they'd have those moments where they do something like that to teach a lesson, but you never thought that he was gonna, you know, like there was no James Evans kind of fear. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there was no like I said, he only I think he only threatened it like in that first like that pilot was like it was kind of like realistic, I guess, as far as parents go. Yeah. Cause you didn't know I don't, I don't think you even knew Claire was a lawyer at that time on that pilot. Yeah. So I think Archie Bunker uh was definitely a practitioner of corporal punishment. 
Although at, at that, that point in his life, when uh, all the family everyone was grown, grown up, yeah, she was everyone's grown, grown up. and and he's kind of a joke. So, yeah. But I can imagine if his children were young, him choking them out. Well, like he only had the jokes. one daughter, right? He only had what's yeah, her name. It's, yeah. I can't remember because I always see him in my head talking to Rob Reiner. Uh, and now, if he told me that uh, he was a uh, he beat his wife, I would believe it. Oh man, don't even tell me that because <laughs> like I'm serious. If it came out that Archie Bunker actually beat Edith, Edith, I would believe it. Yeah, we've got Archie Bunker, man, his relatives, his uh, children, Gloria. Yeah, Gloria Bunker. I mean, I can see her in my mind, but I always feel like she's a foil for um, for for Meathead. For just seventy five cents a day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, so so all you kids listening, probably our own kids and maybe some of their friends, go back watch these shows. They're they're well worth watching. Uh just be <laughs> just wait for the bigotry with well I actually had my I had my kids watching the Cosby show a couple of times. Uh Eden was into it. Whaler doesn't really get into the the old stuff okay. at all. Uh my 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 daughter uh will will consume uh, as many sitcoms as she can. If she had like a <coughs> a straw. And, and you could give a big gulp of sitcoms. She would she would drain it to the bottom. Um, so if you're of that sort, check these shows out. Because I had her All watch right. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and she loved it. <laughs> that's that's a great one. Um, and and that that is a connection to Rest Development. That's got a. Oh yeah. What's, and what's Parks and Rec. It's got a Amy Plaza. <laughs> yeah, Audrey Plaza and Audrey Plaza. Uh, yeah. What's what's uh Scott Pilgrim's name? It's got a lot of connections in there because it's got uh what's his name in place Captain America, uh, yep, and it's got Captain Marvel, yeah, uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah, and uh, got to play. I thought he'd have more of a career. He kind of like that was his high point. He hit it. He hit it early. And what's uh, his name? Got to play uh, Superman Returns. Uh, are we talking about um the guy who's into The Witcher now? No, that's not the same guy. When I did Superman Returns, he plays like Captain Adam or something. Not Captain Adam. Uh, what's the one that has strengths in DC? Oh, Paul Rudd? No, that's Marvel. Strengths in DC? Yeah. They know, got, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to solve this without Google. Is it Adam? It's, it's not Adam Smasher. That's his name. I can't think of it. Anyway. DC. Yeah. He, uh, anyway, he... Uh, on the Arrowverse, he plays um, a character on the Arrowverse, but he was the Superman. Superman Returns. I can't think of his name right now. Oh man, if we're if we're digging into like the CW and all that kind of stuff, that's I. I well, I, you would know from Superman Returns mainly because that was the movie. Superman. He only played Superman at one time. Superman Returns, right? When when was that? That's when they like make the island out of kryptonite, and he lifts the entire island and everything. Because what's his name Wait, played Lex oh, Luthor? I think Kevin Spacey played Brandon, Lex Brandon Ruth. That's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Scott Pilgrim also. I'll, I'll tell you what, in my mind, Superman Returns and Man of Steel have mm-hmm. fused into one thing. I'm looking at this. I did not even remember that this was a standalone product. When you were talking about it, I could not separate them out. Only Google can, can tell me that this is actually <laughs> an independently existing piece of media. I thought I was better with names, you know. Superman Returns. All right. Well, I mean, he's been in a lot of other stuff too, but yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor in that. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Talk so, about uh, a day career. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so thinking of next time, uh, we've had so far uh, last ad standing with TV dads reigning supreme this time. Thankfully, God, God be praised. <laughs> uh, we've got Bernie Mac. Uh, we also had uh, last time, uh, last dad standing, our winner, uh, was it, man, I can't remember. We did was, movies, didn't we? Didn't we do movies? <clears throat> no, we had uh, Thomas Wayne, Alfred Pennyworth, Jor-El, oh, and jo- Jonathan right. Kent, Ra's al Ghul, and Norman Osborn. And I can't remember who won that one. But somebody won it. <laughs> Before that, uh, we was had... Uh, May have been Pa Kent. We had um, the 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 last ad standing from action movies. I think Murtaugh won that, didn't he? Yeah. So the Black Dads are, are winning hard because it was Same. Lee Everett in the first episode, Walking Dead, uh, Sergeant Murtaugh, uh, action movies. Cannot remember who won last last time. Bernie Mac this time. Uh, if you're keeping score. What are we doing next time? What do you think? What should be our category of dad that we focus on, Larry? You can hear man. our thought process, audience. I feel like I picked the last three, man. Come on, you choose one. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. Um, how about we choose politician dads? Oh my god! <laughs> can you pick a weaker subject for me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick politicians that everyone knows. I'll take Trump. He takes care of all his kids. And <laughs> see, that's going to be the thing. There's that's be... what I stop at. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll do politician dads. Oh, God. Start I'm going to actually do research, man. We'll do Trump. We'll do, you know, President Clinton. We've got Should we just President do like Obama. the last, what, four or five presidents or something, then? I mean, that might even just be what we do. We just pick like the, the last series. If we go back to the ones that we were actually alive for. Yeah. Yeah. We can go like, uh, Carter or Reagan on, right? And uh, yeah. just last dad standing. <laughs> what was it? Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, <laughs> yeah, Clinton, Obama, Bush, Obama, and uh, uh, Trump, and now Biden. Biden. Yeah. So we'll do we'll do president dads. How about that? Not politician dads. Um, okay. <laughs> like I, I got to do some research, man. You don't have, this is entirely improvisational. You do not have to be prepared. This is all based in your gut. Biden is brain. the best dad. He's covering up all his son's dirt. Oh, my gosh. Well, we, we don't want to go too deep. I assume. Too. I don't know. <laughs> to, uh, into that, because who knows what we'll get. But um, all right. So thank you all for uh, checking out uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Dad, this fourth episode of our second season. Uh, Check back with us next time. Uh, We're going to put links in. This is the retroactively promised uh, thing that we're going to show all of our our drinks, things we talk about, uh, the the shows uh, or pieces of media uh, that we're we're mentioning here. Um, And if you want to uh, make any suggestions, uh, I'll I'll drop the... uh, the Outlook email address into the show notes too. Let us know if you uh, you like anything or if you want to see anything on the show. Any last words, Larry? I rolled a D20 on that next day of standing. Uh-huh. I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I you might need to do some research for President <laughs> <Beth. laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, if, if we're going to go with the status quo, what's being win? Obama all the way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's man. It's it is a wave of black fathers. That's, that's what we got. Just cresting and breaking over all the rest. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening and uh, like or subscribe, uh, you know, smash that subscribe button. That's, that's <laughs> uh, you been watching yeah. too much YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> but check us out next time. Um, we'll see you then.